Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pinterest. It's so 2016, darling. No. No, it is not. You need to stop thinking that the world revolves around Instagram and come and listen to Auntie Rachel tell you why you're missing a huge marketing trick. She is the queen of Pinterest and is about to drop some grade A knowledge bombs. So much so, you won't want to share this episode. Don't tell a soul. Keep it all to yourself between you, me and Uncle Igor and let's all quietly go about taking over the world with the help of some pins. Let's go team. Welcome to Another Idea, a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, world level up their business. Oh, nice of you to join us. You've, you've switched from you've switched from khaki to khaki again. Yeah, I, I know, I know. And I thought I'm bringing my beard brush just yeah. to kind of like lovely keep things interesting for YouTube. Lovely. Um, are you in a bit of a food coma? Are you okay? No, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. You, feel, I, you look like you've I, got some energy about it. I've you. learned the lesson of not actually eating too much not that i do for lunch anyway yeah too much at lunch before we record because we know what's going to happen at yeah. four o'clock yeah I, I have i've eaten a bit i couldn't help myself that's right you bought the goods and yeah. um and i saw it off um i've got something that i've got something really big that i want to talk about before we get into okay, here today's we go episode. here we go here we go um can we talk about paddle <laughs> we can talk about paddle oh, and the fact that there's no paddle is, in Peterborough. There isn't a paddle in Peterborough, but there is in Derby. And I'm so I, explain I'm to people what paddle hooked. is. I've got the I've got the paddle bug. So it's paddle. What? what how did you pronounce it earlier? Uh, padel. Padel. Yeah. Well, it, well, it is it is Portuguese <laughs> and Spanish. Okay. It, it okay. Just, it does originate, I think, yeah. from Portugal and Spain. That, that makes just, sense. Padel. It's like indoor tennis, but with like a paddle rather than mm-hmm. a, a racket. Yeah. And. Um, and it's just it's it's bonkers. It's it is brilliant. It is quite it's wild. Great, great fun. And you were showing um, me a few videos of it, and I was like, "Oh, I already, is... you know, I would look forward to my Wednesday night. I play it like half nine on a Wednesday in the evening. It's packed, absolutely packed. Yeah. Didn't you say it's the fastest growing fastest growing sport in Europe? Yeah, by wow. quite, and it's it's cleared to see. Like you can yeah. see why. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the next time you're up, I'm going to take you for a game of 
Padel. A padel. padel. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, no, it's brilliant. So it's like in, it's like tennis, but it's it's like wrapped in a glass box cage kind of thing. So as the ball goes, if it goes past you, it comes back into play because yeah. it, it kind of rebounds off the glass. Almost like a mix of what's that? Oh, like what's squash. That? No, no, no. What's that sort of like um, dodgeball? Uh, no, because dodgeball no, dodge doesn't doesn't re- rebound back into play, does it? True. You're wrong on that True. one, but I've never True. heard anyone say. It's dodgeball. the sort of like physicality but, of it. That's what I mean. It's, it's got like a bit of squash about it, yeah. a bit of tennis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just a good it's just a good sport. I'm hey, really we're another it. idea, and uh, today's podcast. sponsor is Padel. <laughs> Padel. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd talk about it for a moment because I've kind of quite enjoyed that of late. But in the house, we have something exciting. We have the amazing Rachel. How do I pronounce your surname? Waring. Waring. That's, That's it. That's pretty amazing. straightforward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think it was going to be? Um, Waring. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Waring. You never know. You never uh. know. <laughs> the amazing Rachel Waring. And you are a creative consultant. Is that right? I am. And yeah, super excited to have you in today. Welcome to Derby. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome back, up. in fact. Yeah, lovely to be back in Derby. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I used to live in the area, so you know it well. Yeah. But no, super stoked to have you in the podcast today and talk all things Pinterest because it's one of those things that, yeah, hmm. Another thing to add to the list sometimes people say, <laughs> but it's super interesting and what's happening in the Pinterest world. So it would be amazing to have you break some things down for us, really. But that said, though, before we get into Pinterest and everything else, just tell us about you, what you do, and yeah. Give us the lowdown. Yeah. The lowdown <laughs> before I do the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me. It is so lovely to be just in this gorgeous space as well very aesthetic vibes um but yes yeah, so, I mean, I try well you know. <laughs> <laughs> I try my it best is, my styling heart is happy um so speaking of I my first sort of adventure into business ownership was wedding styling so mm-hmm. I'm a, a fellow previous wedding well you guys aren't previous wedding people um but I am a previous wedding person uh so yeah I was I actually trained in set design so that was my training uh and then I went in to wedding styling as my sort of first business adventure, Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, And after, I think it was like five or six years I was doing that. Well, firstly, the pandemic happened. (laughs) But at the same time, I was sort of dabbling in chatting about business. So I also co-host the Business Proposal podcast, uh, which, you know, we chat about all things creative business stuff. So I was doing that and I was loving Pinterest for my wedding business. It was actually like how I built my business. I used to say that my business would have survived quite well without Instagram, but I would have really struggled without Pinterest. And it's I, incredible. Yeah, and it's funny because I just thought that I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, this is how, this is just how people get wedding business. So I didn't really think that it was that weird. Um, it's not weird, but like, I didn't think that it was, the, you know, not the norm. Um, and for the podcast, we actually went into Pinterest HQ, which was the best day of my life. Wow. It was so exciting. And as in Pinterest UK, we didn't go yeah. over to San Francisco, <laughs> San Francisco. Um, but we went in and, and through talking to them, 
and they actually asked me to speak as well at one of their Pinterest Presents weddings so events. So you are legit. <laughs> you I are mean, legit in this space. <laughs> legit. Yes. Co-signed by Pinterest. <laughs> they have not said that I'm allowed to say that. Um, but yeah, I think through that, I realised actually, oh, maybe I do know a bit about this. And people started asking me, like, can you help me with Pinterest? Can you help like us grow on Pinterest? And luckily I had that going on when the pande- pandemic hit. And... I always thought I'd go back to weddings. I started focusing on, you know, teaching and I also teach, you know, marketing in general now as well. And I just loved it so much that I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah. It still, I really it still feels it. as though even in 2023 that Pinterest is still majorly untapped for a lot of people mm, and a lot of businesses. Yeah. Everybody goes on about Instagram, 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 but it's the thing i the thing i find now with instagram is that it is so heavily saturated yeah. with suppliers that to even stand to stand out now you are you're just you're fighting just a huge audience a, a huge wave of suppliers yeah you know for that one little bit of space and it's almost impossible to get um to the point where you know we talked about this on the last episode i you know i'm outsourcing adverts for the first time and i'm actually going to start paying for ads because i feel like it's the only way now mm. that I'm going to be able to get in front of those people. Whereas five, six years ago on Instagram, you could just be active on it and you'd get in front of people. Now it's just almost impossible. Um, yeah. But Pinterest, everyone goes, oh yeah, I could, I could do Pinterest, but they never, no one does it. Yeah. And it's funny because I think there's so many, I, th- I think about this a lot about why people, why it is such an untapped space. And I think it's just because of the way that these platforms are built. Pinterest is built in such a way, and they do this on purpose. They call themselves the online oasis and they are like the platform for positivity. And they're really, really careful with the mental health of their users. Mm-hmm. So they don't put a lot of those things in place, like the instant dopamine hits. Yeah. You know, it's the true. Likes. It's not as if you're going to be scrolling from yeah. ages and ages on Pinterest. And really. they're really, they're really conscious about that. And I think the, pro- the that's great, you know, as a company. And I love that about them. But the problem is, is that because they, they sort of haven't done that, what actually happens is because we don't get those instant, it is a long game marketing wise. And because we don't get some of those instant hits, it's actually quite difficult to get it off your to-do list. Cause it's not, even though the instant hits that we get on Instagram are things like likes, comments, and it's like really how much, how much is that actually doing? Mm-hmm. But it's because it's less like that on Pinterest, it's harder to get it off the ground, even though, you know, I mean, it's similar to like blogging and SEO, that kind of thing. Stuff, you know, that could be really, really good for you, but it's just hard to get it off the list because it doesn't feel like urgent. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And how, just going back to what you were saying in terms of like going to the Pinterest HQ and everything else and how you realized that actually, yeah, I know a lot, but how did you find that experience in general, really? Yeah, I mean, well, when, so we went into Pinterest HQ to interview them for our podcast, actually, which is amazing. And then they asked me to speak at this event. And I, it's the first time I'd ever spoken, like, in front of anyone, really. I'd done, I think I'd done, obviously I'd done the podcast, but it's very different, very different vibes than speaking in front of, you know, 70 wedding professionals that I, like, really, really admired. Uh, And I drank loads of ginger water beforehand because they had this, like, (laughs) ginger collaboration water. Um, They had all these, like, nice, like, delicate treats. And I was like, right, I'm really thirsty. I've got such a dry mouth. I'm going to have all this ginger water. And I was, honestly, I cannot express how dry my mouth was. I was literally like, (laughs) like, I don't know. 
I was, I was waiting to find out what that was going to be. Though. What's, the, what's the damage of drinking lots of excessive ginger water? Honestly, I was like, and then in I my look- head, dry mouth. That was that's you've come off lightly there because I, I thought it was a lot worse. If I'm honest. Oh no, no, no. The image in my head wasn't great. Yeah, exactly. It that. wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily, just a dry mouth. Um, but yeah, it was, I was so, so nervous. Um, but other than the nerves, it was amazing. And I think it's just, what I really love about Pinterest is like, I think it's really going through a bit of a renaissance at the moment. And I just love sharing that with people. Uh, so it was great. And it was such a nice push for me to be like, actually, I can, you know, I can chat about content and marketing and Pinterest and help people. And it, yeah, it was good to push in the right direction, really. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And today, obviously, you you give a lot for your business about Pinterest, but how's your business structured in terms of like percentages? Is it sort of like 50% Pinterest here and then 30% on content creation? And how how is it sort of like structured in some ways? Yeah, so that's that's a very juicy question at the moment because I am in that classic sort of transition phase where I'm like working out, you know, when you try and work out what your brand umbrella is. And I feel like I've come off the back of, you know, three years being very much known for Pinterest. Like that has been my main thing. And even though on the side, I also teach a lot about the visuals of business as well. So I have a course that's called Be the Art Director of Your Own Brand. because I wanted to bring some of that styling expertise in. So even though I've been doing that and marketing, actually I'm really trying to reposition my brand so that Pinterest isn't the umbrella. Mm -hmm. It's like marketing is the umbrella, creative strategy. But I would say behind the scenes, it's probably, you know, like I say like 30% Pinterest, 30% like video content strategy, marketing strategy. I'm gonna run out of percentages now. (laughs) No, (laughs) that's fine, that's fine. You've got 40 left, you've got 40 to go. And then 40 on like chatting away about other stuff. Um, (laughs) In my head I was like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, it, but I, I think outwardly, it's that classic thing, isn't it? It's, it's harder to do this kind of thing for yourself than it is to do for other people. Like I love working on big picture strategy with other people and helping them like clarify their messages and things. But when it's me, I'm like, but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so much yeah. harder when you're talking about yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very easy to be sort of like analytical about someone else and their business but when it actually brings comes to yourself yeah yeah mm. it's like that thing when you look at a word for too long and it doesn't look like a word anymore it's like that but for your business yeah <laughs> but so yeah it's bit it's important to just step back though isn't it sometimes you just need yeah. that you do need a bit of time in your yeah you know, you, say so your yearly calendar just to set but we talked about it in the last episode about education and going to conferences and investing in yourself and your own personal development it and it's the same when you're trying to establish what your brand is. Sometimes yeah. you just need to have a bit of a a bit of space away from it all to yeah. just step back and just to look at what is the bigger picture and the, what's the bigger play here. Yeah, you know, um, and to recognise because like you described in the last episode, I've been like you know doing the now, now, now push, push, push on the on the jobs that are right in front of you, which we could all go and do. We can all make ourselves really busy, but sometimes you just need to pull back and go, hold on, where. Yeah, well, I said to you when you came in here and we talked about something, and I was like, the wheels don't come off your business if you just disappear for a week, do they? Yeah. You know, sometimes you need that time to just step back and kind of reflect on where you're at and where you're going to be going and, and the decisions that you need to make in order to move in that direction. Yeah, yeah 100%. And it's also what you enjoy doing as well. Mm. I think it's you've got the strategy side, but then there's no point following a strategy if it's not something that 
yeah, the, I always butcher this quote, but it's one of my favorite quotes where it's like, you don't want to climb a ladder if your ladder's leaning against the wrong wall. Or yeah. you can't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, right. but yeah. I feel like, yeah, every so often you have to just quite, like shift your ladder. Is my ladder leaning on the right wall? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a good one. I like that. I've never heard that before. No, that's same here. Really I mean, it's analogy. probably a different quote, and I've just misquoted it. No, we'll, no, no, <laughs> we're going to totally slice that one up and use that. <laughs> Mark Timothy, we'll put your name to it. Yeah. Um, Whoever you, first said it, it, it's going to be like, oh. Come up with that, so. <laughs> but you also have an amazing podcast. I feel like you've got your hand in so many pies. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. It's admirable. It's really, really good. You got an amazing podcast called The Business Proposal. Oh, well said. Yes. Oh, so hard to say, honestly. We kick ourselves every day. Why? So many peas, so many bees. That's why I left the open space. I didn't actually want to say myself the business yeah. proposal. <laughs> yes. And you've got that with Ellie. How yes. did you sort of like team up? Oh, this is a bit of an embarrassing story for me actually. I come off looking a bit weird. So I basically, we were both in the wedding industry at the time. And since we have both sort of branched out from the wedding industry. Both of you. Yes. Amazing. So Ellie actually does a lot of work still in the wedding industry, but she also does a lot more with, you know, other other businesses as well. And we had actually been on a styled shoot together. And we also worked together at a wedding fair, or I was at the wedding fair, she was working at the wedding fair. And we, I basically was like, this girl is really fun, really cool. And I want to start a podcast. And I quite would like to ask her to start the podcast with me, but I'd only met and you her just twice. Met. Yeah, I'd met her twice <laughs> in real life. And we were like, I would say Instagram acquaintances. Like we weren't, uh, we were like not, I, we were friendly. We weren't like friends, uh, like Instagram pals, I guess. And I don't know what, but this is not something that I would do. It's very out of character for me. But I was like, do you know what? I think actually it would be really, really good to do this. I had this podcast idea. I was like, I think Ellie would be perfect for this. So I emailed her completely out of the blue. And I think the email is probably the most apologetic. You know, when you just accidentally apologize for your own existence, the subject line was something like, really stupid idea, but maybe you might want to do it. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's like something ridiculous like that. And I basically was like, I'd like to do this podcast. I think you'd be great. No worries if not. <laughs> and she said no at first. And then she said yes a few days later. After, you badged, after you badged her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but I think you'd be here. cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was that. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, been going, that's been going for a, a good few years now. It's grown really years. well. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. Good following, good audience. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, uh, the, I don't know when it was. I think it was the end of last year. Uh, when Spotify did their Spotify wrapped for podcasts, mm. we were in the top 10% shared globally. So that was quite cool. Did something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we never really, we didn't, we didn't go into it. I think if we knew, I mean, I don't know if you guys feel the same about podcasting, but if we knew how much work it would be and that we'd still be there, you know, four and a half years down the line, I think we would have been so freaked out by that fact that we might have not done it i think it was like a blessing in disguise really that we went into it not really expecting anything yeah um and it's just yeah it's turned oh, it's only the fact thing. that this guy brings food with him every time <laughs> that, that means that, we're, in, that yeah. means we're still here <laughs> if i if i realized what I was going to go into it and uh and the effort that was going to be involved and yeah we probably wouldn't but then i think you could say that about anything couldn't yeah, you that's it. you could say that about anything that you wanted to put your hand to you know there's always more to it than meets the eye 
yeah you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in there's always so much that goes on behind the scenes for anybody that's running a creative business you, know, you hear it so often don't you when we've we've spoken to people before that have you know been in those jobs you know had that day job and then they've left thinking they're gonna have loads of time spare they'll be able to focus on it then before you know it they're swamped with the new project and the new business and you yeah. then wonder how on earth did you do any of it before you went full-time yeah um you know it's just on the surface everyone thinks you just do that little bit of the job but behind it there's just countless so other tasks that just consume your time yeah um but again this ties back to the ladder isn't it you know on yeah. the wall it's like what's the what wall is it you're trying to scale yeah exactly you know, making That's sure that you're on the right you're on that right trajectory for it you're loving that now, oh you, god you? yeah i'm so pleased he's i'm gonna do it i'm gonna sketch it out in a bit as well there's a graphic in there somewhere yeah, <laughs> right talk to us about pinterest so if i'm someone starting on pinterest and i know nothing about it what should i how should i start using it Okay, so the first thing to know about Pinterest is that it is more like Google or YouTube than it is like Instagram. So it is a search engine. They actually call it a visual discovery engine. <laughs> At all, and they might have changed that now, actually. I think VD. They, yeah, no, I think they've changed it to an inspiration to action engine. But basically, it's, it's a an search engine. engine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an engine. <laughs> so what we're doing on Pinterest, rather than, you know, even though we can grow our following there, we can grow a presence there, which is brilliant. A lot of what we're doing is introducing ourselves to new people who've never met us before. So that's one of the key shifts. And actually that goes into strategy because you know keywords are really important for search engines, but also it goes into the context of what you're sharing. So one of the things that I see people do wrong when they first go on there is they will do posts like they would on Instagram assuming that people kind of already know them. And actually you've got to do everything on there as if you are talking to someone for the first time, as if they just accidentally scroll, scrolled past you and come across mm, you. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things to know to start with. Before we get into this in further detail, I can already, <laughs> already in my mind, I'm going, oh, no. okay, here oh, we no. go. Here we are. I've got, get the notepad out. I, have, I haven't even scratched the surface with Pinterest. I need to start doing this more. You know, because I have, so I've started doing YouTube and I can, and I can already see, even though it's in its absolute infancy, I can already see that, you know, people can find you through it. They can connect with you a very in a very different way that like you've just described with Instagram. It's, Instagram is very much the audience that I've already, you know, built and garnered. Whereas YouTube people find you through that because they've searched for stuff. And I can just see already like going, God, yeah, I could, I could really, I could really use Pinterest here. Okay, it's another job. That's another job. <laughs> Courtney, get your, get your notepad out. Get your notepad out. Yeah. So come on Sorry then. Sorry right. so, so, the, so the first thing to think of is, is to put yourself in the position of you. This is a way for people to discover who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when, and it takes a long time for that penny to drop, I think. Oh, I, need to, I need results quickly though. <laughs> well. <laughs> so I'm, what I need is, I need lots of people to find me in the next week, please. <laughs> Pinterest might not be the place to do that. So that is the other thing. 
<laughs> that's the other thing to note about Pinterest. And I, I say this a lot and I don't want this to put people off because it's not that it's gonna always gonna take a long time, but it is a little bit more of a long game where because it is a search engine and you've got to build up, you know, your discoverability, you've got to, they've got to learn what you're about basically. It's not unusual for when you post pins, especially at the start, if you're starting from complete scratch, if you start posting pins and you notice that within a couple of weeks, you're looking at the pins and it's like, nothing's really happening with these, like what's going on? That is so normal. But, and that sounds really off-putting, like, well, why bother then? But the thing that's really good about Pinterest is it's evergreen, so... We love that word, yeah. we love that word. Yeah, so even though at and, the start, and evergreen in a different way, like, you could say that, you could say Instagram's still evergreen, but oh, yeah, not, of course. nowhere near in the same way, is it? Because no, it's, it does have a bit of a chronologicality. Mm. Is that even a word? I, I mean, I love it, I think it should be. Chronologicality, no. <laughs> chronologicality, <laughs> that could be a song. Yeah. <laughs> chronologicality to it right yeah. in the you know I mean, the, the older the post the more likely it is to be shoved off into the you know into that pinterest deep black either. hole of whereas pinterest it's you're saying you know, somebody could randomly start searching for something next week yeah. and it could show them something from four years ago totally and that is that's really the strength in pinterest as well as it being a, an amazing discovery tool i'm gonna get my notepad <laughs> <laughs> i told him <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him and I kind of warned Sam from the beginning that she's saying this is going to be a goodie you, you better get your notepad out because oh, you're gonna <laughs> I love that that is the biggest compliment I mean, what, what I could do is just watch the episode back but <laughs> yeah but I'm gonna no, the audience actually... is gonna get more from it as well as you're writing and you're thinking okay. and we want this bounce back back yeah, and forth on going right. on so on. I mean that's not just a notepad that is a very oh, no, this is the uh, remarkable two tablet <laughs> So, uh, oh, I love it. Yeah, just oh, yeah. You, know, you can rub it out. Look as well. Look at that. Wow, magic eraser on the end. You can so, get yeah. like different notepads within the section. Eco friendly because well. you know no trees were harmed in the making of this. I mean, amazing. Tablet. So Great anyway, thing. yeah, we uh, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> so evergreen. Pinterest power. Pinterest power. Yeah, the evergreen thing I think is a really underlooked because it's like it's not it's not that exciting in the beginning where you're posting pins and that this is why again because as I mentioned with the dopamine thing this is why people give up with Pinterest. If they do start, sometimes they give up because they're like I'm obviously doing something wrong or nothing happens there because they'll post a pin and you know a few weeks later it's like well that was that was a waste of time. But then sometimes what happens if someone's put a bit of effort in for a few weeks or a few months and then they give up because they're like oh nothing's happening. Sometimes what they then notice is a year down the line they get you know their analytics reports from their website or something and they're like hang on this pin is bringing like 70% of my website traffic. Like what's going on? And those pins that you posted a while ago suddenly have picked up traction and they're bringing in loads of website traffic. So it's obviously if you're carrying on that Pinterest strategy, mm. it, it obviously speeds up over time. It's a bit of a snowball yeah. effect. But for reference, I actually still have my old wedding business Pinterest account active. Uh, I was going to change it into like a personal project thing. I haven't done that yet. By the by, that's my own organizational <laughs> problems <laughs> for a different time. But there are pins on there that I posted in 2017, 2018. And they are, I think I'm still getting on the whole over 200,000 monthly impressions a month, obviously monthly, oh, uh, still now. And they're not leading anywhere, obviously, because that business is, is closed. Uh, but 
that there's those pins are still That's out incredible. there yeah yeah so it's, it's amazing moral of the story is then kids don't delete your pins yes don't <laughs> delete your pins just let them grow and eventually hopefully it's about playing the long game it's, a, it's playing the long game again yeah. isn't yeah. it yeah you know, again we, we live in an age of everybody wanting short-term yeah. fixes and and you need to kind of fight against that a little bit don't you and and recognize and actually know that the stuff that takes a bit more work and a bit more effort like you said about writing a blog post yeah converting that into a pinterest pin you know yeah. <laughs> um doing you know youtube doing a podcast these are all like longer term plans and plays aren't they yeah um, so studio ninja igor <laughs> here we go no, i'm off again but I, I wanted to i just wanted to talk about one more thing because i think and i'm not here to criticize one of our sponsors but I think they're missing a trick. Ooh, shots fired. Tell yeah. us. Tell us what so you they are. It's, it claims to be designed by photographers for photographers, which mm-hmm. it is. It is designed by photographers for photographers. Yeah. So I'm not arguing that. But it's not just for photographers. That's it. It's so much I just more. think it's for any, anybody that's in a service-based industry. This, this piece of software is invaluable. I've had friends that are MUAs, hairstylists, florists, stylists, you know, you name it. I've had them all reach out and I've, given them sort of guidance and setting them up that have gone on to use Studio Ninja and like, this is invaluable for our business. Yeah. So um, if Studio Ninja are listening and watching this back, might want to think about who you're targeting it yeah. to because actually yeah. I yeah. think it's, I think they're missing a trick. I think Go there's a the whole masses. market. There's a whole market out there that, you know, you don't just need to be a, ph- a photographer or a videographer in the wedding industry. If you are a service-based industry and you've got clients or couples, whoever they may be, and you need to, book people in you need to send them automated emails invoices um you know the system and the software is yeah. there for for anybody to use in, in in whichever business they're they're operating in yeah get student ninja there you so go so what's the discount people... code eagle oh. you should know it by now because i've told you a few times uh, let me see let me see i wonder what I'm it could be i'm guessing i'm guessing <laughs> um i'm joking it's another idea it's that simple so if you go to studio ninja um type in that at the checkout and you'll get 50% off for the whole year and you'll get the first month free you get the first month free and then another idea gets 50% off their first annual subscription there we go there you go sorted go, go get it so can you just walk us through the process of put, like somebody wants to they've got a business and they want to start pinterest what what's what are, what's the process what's the the step by step work through of Okay, right. Because you can't just, you don't just post a photo and then, like, yeah. you know, do you need to think about, are you starting off with the search term? So I would say the if you're literally starting from scratch, I would start with your profile. So whether you've already got a profile for personal use or you want to start a new one for your business, yes. Oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, what's the question? No, he's just, he's just got a Twitch. <laughs> so you can either convert your personal account to a business account. You do okay. want a business account. That's what I gotta do. Yeah. Uh, or you can start a new one. Do- people are always like, what's better? Doesn't really matter, to be honest. But what you do want to do is make sure that your account is set up for your ideal customer, not for you. So mm. what often happens is people come to me and they've got personal accounts and they're full of recipes or, you know, like outfit ideas. Fear of or, God items. Of yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. home renovations. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
And what you want to do is make sure that it is set don't up for your... Don't tell me I have to delete all no, of those. No, not at all. You can just make them into secret boards. Okay. So, I think they're secret. Some of them, most yeah. of them are. Yeah. So, so that's fine. You can keep all of that stuff, absolutely. Okay. But you just want it to be behind the scenes. And you want your outward facing boards, your public boards, to be set up around your niche, your business. So that's the first thing, really, is do a... I like call it doing a profile audit go through, look at your profile, look at it through a lens of like, is this set up for my ideal customer? And you can tweak the wording there, talking of keywords, board titles. I always use this example. I used to have a board called Cutie McBooty, very embarrassing. Uh, and it was full of like cute animals. What's to be called what? Cutie, Cutie McBooty, yes. Thank, <laughs> thank you for making me repeat it, thank you. Um, <laughs> So I used to have that board and I also, it was called that, obviously a made up word and it also had spaces in between each letter, which it sounds extreme, but I see, I, would do. <laughs> I see people do this all the time because it's aesthetic, but we don't want to do that. We want to have like all of, basically all the words that you put into Pinterest. It's a search engine. Yeah. You can assume that they are looking at those words and they're like, okay, this is what this profile is about. Mm. So that's the first step I would say is you go on your profile, have a look at all the words you've got, have a look at your board titles have a look at your bio have a look at your profile name uh does it matter if you keep it still as a personal account or does have to do they have business accounts in, in they do in have Pinterest? business accounts yeah so you do want a business account okay. uh it's free it's yeah you can you can transfer your personal account over basically that'll give you access to the analytics that you want and also it will just mean that you'll be able to claim your website that kind of stuff like boring admin stuff on the side um, but yeah, that's where I would start is profile audit. Make sure that instead of it being your inspiration, it's like, okay, this is inspiration for my ideal customer. That's the sort of first, yeah. it's like a bit of a mindset shift. Yes, that makes sense though. Okay. So yeah. you're identifying what like the, the categories. Yeah. So your boards are like kind of content categories, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's time to start posting or creating content and posting that content. Yeah. So when you're creating a post, are you thinking of a search term? to start with or are you just looking at what content you've got and then trying to kind of keyword it to align with that yeah. content so the way have i made I... any sense no, there because in my head i'm like i don't know if this makes any sense <laughs> it, does. It, does. it does it does make okay. sense so the way that i think about pinterest is that it's almost like a big content library like a sort of portal to the rest of your content so that can mean all the content on your website it can also mean all the content that you have elsewhere so youtube yep. for you guys um also you can even send people to instagram as well any sort of long form content you have elsewhere basically any links you have at your disposal including you know for example i'm obviously on this podcast right yep. now i could pin like this podcast a graphic from this yeah. podcast that's which, still we, which great. we take right so let's use i tell you what let's use this podcast as an example then, yeah. it's a business right so we create content that goes out across instagram all the time but what we could do is just basically transfer that content to pinterest mm -hmm. and link to the episode link to the specific episode that we're we're referencing and you again identify search terms you know so if we have an episode around pinterest which this episode will be then we gear our title towards you know, how to grow your Pinterest How audience. to blow up on Pinterest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when you say about whether you think about the search term first or the, the content first, it kind of depends on how your brain works, really. Yeah, yeah. You can think of search terms first and, and reverse engineer it. So you've got content for that. But because you are sort of sending people across your online presence that you already have or that you're currently creating, I think about it 
in terms of content first, like what links have I got? Where do I want to send people to mm. basically? And also, you know, it's not all about website traffic anymore on Pinterest. You can grow a presence there as well. So it's also, there are there are idea pins, which we can go on to in a minute, I'm sure, uh, where that's more about providing value on the platform. But really it's like, what do you want to be known for? What content do you already have? Or can you create to send to that content? And then you can think about the search terms and how that, how that relates to what you're sharing. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Thinking educational. Should I get Merlin? Yeah. in? Should I get Merlin in now? <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, get your notepad out. Merlin knows, she knows. Team meeting. <laughs> I suppose the, the, the little curveball for me is, I think, and I'm trying to think of what people will think that are listening to this. They'll, they're going to go, gosh, I've got to write blogs. I've got to do Instagram. I've got to do TikTok. I've got to do Pinterest got to optimize my site got to do google for business stuff you know it's how do you do all of it it's well, a lot it's, it comes down to what we talked about in the last episode like the big takeaway for us was outsourcing mm-hmm. isn't it and, mm. and you have to see the benefit of it and yeah and to be able to recognize that this you get the work by yeah. putting it putting in the work that's yeah. it and uh, and as well if you if you're finding yourself sort of like overwhelmed with it Go to the experts. Go to the experts that are able yeah. to very much cut the those, middle man. For those listening, Igor just referenced and pointed at Rachel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, go to the experts because you'll be able to, yeah, whilst you're giving a lot of incredible content here, you'll be able to cut out the middleman so much more and bring people closer to, to their end goal, really. So in such a short amount of time, really, um, so yeah, go to the experts. That's that's what I say, <laughs> really. You. I'll also say that I think sometimes when, especially when we're used to Instagram, and I don't want to sound like I'm hating on, like I use Instagram a lot for my current business. It's like one of my questions, Pinterest versus, versus Instagram. So how do you how do you find that? But you carry on, sorry. Well, that, so <laughs> that that goes very well into what I was going to say. So the. I, I love Instagram. I think Instagram very much has its has its place. There are frustrations, obviously, but then there's frustrations with lots of platforms. So when I think sometimes people are put off starting a new platform because they think about how much Instagram sucks time from them. And actually not all platforms take the same or need to take the same amount of time. So I usually say that you can get a really, really good amount done on Pinterest in a couple of hours a week. It's not the kind of platform where you have to be on there Mm. present all the time. Like you don't have to be constantly, you know, updating stories or that kind of thing. Mm. It's, It's not really the same. It's not like adding in a new platform has to take the same amount of time. And I would say in terms of like how they work together, Pinterest and Instagram, for me, fulfill different parts of your content funnel or, you know, your customer journey, if you like. So Instagram for me is more of a nurture space. So it's where you're nurturing your current audience. It's where you show up. Yeah, exactly. And it's where people get to know you. You're having chats and DMs. You know, you're really like nurturing those relationships. And Instagram is brilliant for that. And for me, Pinterest is for brand awareness and growing, you know, finding new audience members and bringing them into your world in some way. And whether that is them following you on Pinterest or joining your email list or follow you on Instagram, going to your blog, it's about gathering in those new people. So it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, should I do Instagram or should I do Pinterest? And which one's gonna take more time? They're fulfilling different roles for you and they can work really, really well together. But it doesn't mean that you have to carve out 
enough time for another Instagram in your life because it's just not it's it's not like that luckily <laughs> so much gold there this is why we go to the experts oh, this is brilliant. yeah you just made me think of um of the sort of like analogy that Pinterest is very much like a fishing net just gathering yeah. everybody around and then Instagram I don't know warms them up whatever yeah for... yeah yeah they just they, they have a different purpose don't they yeah um but I suppose it's about thinking about the kind of content that you can create and produce that's going to appeal to people and and then just being able to slice it up into different formats, isn't it? Yeah. And so like if, you're, if your start reference point is maybe a blog post, you know, can you then turn that into a bit of a visual graphic that then links back to your blog post, which is obviously on your site? Mm -hmm. You know, are you... Because again, they're all search terms, aren't they? You know, all of... You know, the reason me and you blog as wedding photographers or, or I certainly blog, you don't, you don't really blog anymore, do you? You, you know... But the reason that we blog is to drive search traffic from Google. That's it. But people find stuff on Pinterest all the time. It's Ooh, like yeah. I've started YouTube because YouTube is a, a massive search engine and it's a way for me to be able to appeal to a bigger audience of wedding photographers. You know, it's can I so so just to so I can get it clear in my mind, mm -hmm. that content that I create for YouTube, I suppose I need to see Pinterest as a can I create a, a visual graphic of that content and then just post it. Yeah. And, and link it, it to YouTube. Link it to YouTube. Yeah. That's a really, really solid part of like... It, it's, almost it's, like just, another, it's almost like another platform for a thumbnail. Yeah. Really? Exactly. Yeah. It, yes, that's, I'm getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> yeah. Feels good. It's really Figuring like... Figuring it out. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It's like not, it's not thinking of it as, oh, it's another place where I've got to post completely new content. For me, it's, it is like one of the best places to repurpose. It is just like that portal to what you've already got. Mm. And it's almost like a celebration of all the content that you already have. And even if you're not creating long form content for blogs or YouTube, I know you mentioned before, it's like, oh, do I have to blog now? like you don't have to have a blog to use Pinterest but what it's doing is it is pointing people it's almost like sending out all the pins are working for you on their own like little sort of soldiers out there in the world and they're like br bringing stuff in for you it's just like spreading the word about your brand and it doesn't mean that you have to be you know you don't have to start a whole new content strategy you could have a really really solid Pinterest strategy just 100% repurposing what you already have. Maybe you might tweak stuff, you know, so that it's got some of the best practices for those images. But really... I suppose over time, yeah. you're only going to figure it out. You, yeah. You're going, to, you're going to adjust, aren't you, and refine it as you do it. But we've all got content that we're sat on. Yeah. It's just how do we kind of, like you said, just repurpose it. Present yeah. it to, yeah. to the world of Pinterest. This really might be a dumb ways. question. What's like? Is Pinterest, Pinterest can't just be like that portrait crop anymore. Is it, it multi-ratio? Uh, so portrait is still very much the vibe. It's the go-to, is it? Yeah, like, portrait. Right. Yeah, yeah. So with static pins, yeah, portrait images work really, yeah. really well. Uh, and then there is video now as well with idea pins. Uh, so, and that, again, that's portrait. So it's very much a portrait, portrait vibes. Yeah, they like okay. that. <laughs> and out of those, is there kind of like Instagram is in some way pushing a lot of reels, really. That's their focus. Is there something that Pinterest itself, the company, is very much pushing its focus in terms of the content formats within yeah. Pinterest? It's interesting because if you'd asked me that last year, I would have been like, yeah, idea pins all the way. They are really, really going for it with idea pins. Let's just go through what, what's an idea pin. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's start there first. Idea pins, are I the way I describe them is they're sort of like a mixture between a carousel post, mm -hmm. a reel or a TikTok, like short form video. It's great for or YouTube shorts as well. It's that sort of like short form video vibe, 
but they have multiple pages. So it's kind of like a... It, so a page could be static, could be video, yeah, static, exactly. video. Yeah, so it's almost kind of like a carousel post, but video works really well and it's good for short form video. The reason why they're called idea pins is because they're great for sharing ideas and they really want you to share something that someone can take action on. So whether that is, you know, wedding inspiration or showing how to work with you, like it's not like you have to just do, you know, recipes or DIY tutorials. There's so many ways to use it. But the main difference with them recently was they didn't have a link, but they've actually gone back on that now and they are gonna roll links out this year. So idea pins will also have links in the future as well. In I don't think we should publish this episode. I think we should just keep this on the wraps. <laughs> You've said that before. I, I think we just don't. I don't it's think we let anybody, I think we keep this all to ourselves. This or, is, or you put a fee on it. That's what you've got to do. Pardon my French, but this is fucking gold, isn't it? <laughs> Honestly, if you're if you're at home listening, you need to just shout Rachel out and shout the podcast out and just say thanks for giving us this insight because I know we've we're only what forty minutes, 40 minutes in. into the episode. And yeah. I'm already like I could still got a lot to go through, so Rachel. Many, so many ideas. <laughs> I just can't stop myself. I just love chatting about it. Um, Rachel's yeah. missed a train home. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's getting dark outside. Yeah. <laughs> So that's so that's idea pins. We kind of we we, we sidetracked slightly there. So where were yeah. we going yes. with idea pins? So you asked me what, what if there's one formats? that they're prioritizing. Yeah. So idea pins were like the shiny new toy. I personally love them. I think they're a really great way of, especially if you don't have a blog or anywhere that you necessarily, if you don't have loads of like links at your disposal. Mm. Idea pins are great because you can add that value and context within the pin itself rather than having to link somewhere or having to like have a graphic that then goes somewhere else, which is sort of what the vibe of static pins is very much like to grow your website traffic or grow traffic to somewhere, right? So I personally love idea pins because you can, you can really grow your presence on Pinterest. You can add value. They're also really good for repurposing reels and TikTok and carousel posts as well. But in the last few months, Pinterest have really started pushing static pins again, probably because there was a lot of backlash, especially, you know, with Instagram, when they started really pushing video, everyone was like, no. <laughs> and People are still doing that. <laughs> we are well, photographers, yeah, we yeah. are not video makers. <laughs> exactly. And I think people were a bit like that on, on Pinterest as well. And also because of the lack of link, people were just, and even users, I think, like they were a bit like, what i'm used to being able to click on these things you know so they are they are very people much people just don't like change do they full yeah. stop <laughs> exactly I changed it but i loved it it was yeah so yeah they've re they've really started i've definitely noticed that some of my static pins have been you know re it's like they're having their own little renaissance again so a mix of both really mm -hmm. a mix yeah. of all formats what's, the, um, good. what's the kind of demographic on pinterest what like the kind of <sighs> Gender, age range, like, 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 is it? It's you know, really is, interesting. Is it huge, just worldwide from it from a search point of view. Like, yeah, it's, it's huge. So there's like, I think over 400 million active use, monthly wow. users or something. So a lot of people basically. And actually, one of the most interesting things is that it's getting really, really popular with Gen Z. Like, it's really, it's one one of the fastest growing demographics is gen z which i think maybe there's a bit of misconception that pinterest is like you know very much like millennial and above uh but that really isn't the case and like it's it's you know i mean with i don't know the sort of stats off the top of my head but it's got such a wide range mm. of 
of trends of demographics actually a really good place to look for this is in they do a yearly trend report mm. called pinterest predicts and in there they have like trends per demographic which is really interesting uh, but yeah it's a, a lot wider than you would think there's there's lots of people on there basically yeah 400 million is a chunky number isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's definitely worth pursuing yeah there's a lot of eyeballs there mm. so we've got idea pins we've got static pins I'm kind of like just trying to go through all of them yeah. and see if I completely get it anymore. Well, those are the two main ones. Okay. They're the two main ones that I focus on because that's like the backbone of your organic strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, they do also have ads uh, and they also have video pins, which I don't really talk about that much because they just, if, if you're going to post a video, you might as well do an idea pin. It's sort of an old pin format that's kind of still there. You can't mm -hmm. do it on your phone. You can do it on desktop. So if you've heard it's of It's almost like pins, IGTV, but we've got reels now. Exactly mm. that. Yeah. It's, so it's like, will they get rid of it? Will they not? Don't know. To be honest, I just ignore video pins. And again, similar vibe. There are carousel static pins. But again, if you're going to do a carousel, just do an idea pin. So for me, static idea pins way to go yeah they're the backbone unless you're going to dabble in ads which are to be honest very similar you just pay for them <laughs> amazing um you spoke about the um, the pinterest trend um what's it called pinterest trend predicts. Pinterest predicts predicts yeah thank you very much um any sort of like trends that are popping at the moment that you see that you that kind of like get you excited yeah, this is one of my favorite topics. I did a really yes. nerdy, like deep dive around the new year when the trend report came out where I did like a series of reels and idea pins repurpose uh, all about it, like chatting through all the trends. So, wow, there's loads. Okay, so wedding specific one, Rust, Rust Orange is in, Rust Married, that's that one's that, that's called that. Um, also alternative parties oh, that could have been last year actually but there was a, a big rise in things like divorce parties um like oh one of, there's one called the yolo years which is milestone birthdays so people like going all out for their 80th that kind of thing uh there's loads of fashion ones one of my favorites from last year was dopamine dressing because that was all about dressing colorfully uh historic home is one which is to do with antiques in your home there's loads it's it's very very fun uh the good thing about the the pinterest predicts report is that it's they call it a not yet trending report so it's they're looking at their stats and they're looking at the search data and they're working out what's about to trend yeah, next it's incredible year. so it's really mm. really interesting yeah in some ways if you if you're clever about it you <laughs> putting your business hat on you would look at that trend report and sort of like see how you could actually weave in mm -hmm. Um, your own content within that that niche or that trend really um i don't know create an article about how orange is great for your wedding it, it feels pinterest to me feels like it's more gear like it's more there are more users there consuming content than there are actually people creating it exactly yeah whereas instagram is like everybody's creating it <laughs> And everybody's also consuming it. Yeah. Which is where that kind of battle comes in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which is why we need to keep this episode to ourselves. <laughs> Stop it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because no, that, it's really exciting. But it is. It's mad that, you know, we talk, you talk about those trends, like that's what's coming out. And, but actually, you know, something's going to come back around and that, those pins that you put out four or five years ago mm -hmm. are still generating impressions. 
Like yeah. volume impressions, huge. You don't get that on Instagram, really. You might get the odd reel that trends its audio or something, but they've, so does everybody else then, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause then when you've been on Pinterest for a few years, you do notice the odd pin will, like there's one that I have that I made in 2020, I think. And it was to do with when you need a reset, like seven things to do when you need a reset. And for some reason that always picks up around spring. And I noticed like it, it's sort of quiet for ages. When I first posted it, I was like, well, that was a, a flop and did nothing. And then I noticed last spring, suddenly it, picked up loads of steam and I got like 20,000 views in a day and it, I posted it, you know, two years ago. Mm. And that you will just notice that happen and you'll notice trends, you know, come back around. You'll notice like I have one for Earth Day and I got like 42,000 views in one day and I posted it last year. It's that kind of thing. You sort of- And would you just post that randomly? How would you, why would you be talking about Earth Day? How do well, you sort of like weave it into your- that was, it was a bit of a stretch for me, to be okay, honest, that okay. one. <laughs> I, think it was, I think I was talking about sustainable business practices. Okay, maybe. okay. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Sometimes okay. It's, I do like, I do, some of them I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of stretching a little bit here, but that's kind of fine on Pinterest. Yeah. It's a really good place to experiment. Yeah. So it's one thing to look at like the numbers and like the views. Obviously they, those numbers yes. sound amazing. Like what does that actually result in for your business? What's yeah. the, yeah. what's the knock on effect? Like, Give me you, the moolah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, do you see people coming through into your set? Cause that, this is kind of top level, top of the funnel stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. So do you then see people starting to filter through? Are they, are they sharing that to their, are they saving, are they pinning it to their boards? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's interesting because I see a real difference between how I use Pinterest as a B2B service business and how I used it as, you know, a product slash B2C service. So for weddings, it for my wedding business, it was like 70% of my website traffic and like most of my Which business. Is staggering, really. Yeah, that it was like huge, huge. And, and also it was like much easier actually to, co- not collaborate, what's the word? Collaborate. Calibrate. Calculate. But match the sales to one of those episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Correlate. 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 I said it wrong still. You said it and I said it back wrong. Oh, yeah. That word. It's easy to look at, at that business. It's like, oh, someone will email me and be like, I found you through Pinterest. Can I have these invitations? But for this business now, for me, for my sort of service-based business now, it's much more about brand awareness, getting mm. collaborations, email lists. It's been brilliant for growing my email list. And really actually a lot of it is kind of like proof of concept stuff for me because weirdly, I actually get more business for people wanting to learn Pinterest from Instagram because they're not using Pinterest yet. So that's been really interesting for me. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting for me like now, it's much more like that. Kind of makes funnel. sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kind of makes sense. People... I didn't really think about it before, yeah. but yeah, it's. I'm like, oh yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, pe- people who aren't using Pinterest want to know how to use it, so they're yeah. going to come to you. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So yeah, so I think it, it depends on what really it depends on what you, what your business goals are, and also like how high ticket you're selling, because obviously you know when you when someone first meets you, they're not likely to you know book a, yeah like book you straight away. So it's like, how can you bring them in to your your workflow, basically, your, yeah. and like bring, nurture them to the point of buying? So it's not always necessarily like 
if you sell cards, you might get instant sales from Pinterest. If you sell something that's, you know, an easy win like that. But if you sell something that's a little bit more high ticket, it's about like, okay, how can I capture these people and bring them into my whole brand and nurture them either on Pinterest or elsewhere? Yeah, I feel like I used Pinterest a little bit in the days, but I used it completely wrong. <laughs> How I think, are you using I it? think I just I think I just I would write a blog post I'd, I'd post images on my blog and I'd just pin them I'd just directly pin them to Pinterest but actually it's I'm trying to re I'm trying to rethink everything now and, and actually go I'm thinking of like my educational content it's like okay well I've got a preset pack so let's just create visuals around what the preset pack does like the before and the afters pin it yeah you know the free resources we've got that sign that you have to sign up to the mailing list. Well, let's just give away some of the insights in that and say sign up here and you get free, you know, business workflow guide. Yeah. yeah. Then it's the bigger stuff. It's the YouTube episodes. Yeah. It's the reels that I've already created and saved that are all searchable and have got value. Yeah. It's just everything's firing in my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> going off. It's going off in here. So many to-dos on your to-do list. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That's what we want. We love coming away from, from these you conversations. Don't, you don't mind do it. But this is the thing, like, I think it's, I don't mind doing it. And I think this is where I struggle a little bit with TikTok is because TikTok is something I've got to invest in. And actually you don't get that. I think the thing with Pinterest is that you're going to get that search term. You're going to get that um, longevity to it it feels like you can make a calculated approach to it. Whereas something like TikTok is a bit more off the scale. Yeah. Like it's a bit more, <laughs> how, what the hell, what the hell happened there? How did that explode? <laughs> yeah. Whereas Pinterest, you can, I can, I don't know, maybe it's just the, the way my mind works. I can see the, the logist, the, the logistical side of it. I can see the strategy of it and I can see how it all works and fit and feeds in when you're creating that content. Whereas TikTok's just like it. It's the wild west. <laughs> Just like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, putting a little break on Pinterest. Um, tell us a little bit of your wedding stylist venture, how it went and why you stopped it and why you sort of like went hard at the business scale of things, really. Yeah. So I would say I, I absolutely loved wedding styling. There were elements that I really didn't love. So a lot of my styling work, I was, I did a few like on the day styling, you know, per year. I wasn't one of those wedding stylists who like my full bread and butter was every weekend doing, doing a styling job. It was more sort of blended with a product business. So I sold stationery and decor, you know, uh, a la carte, I guess. Is that how you would say? Yeah, I never yeah. called yeah, it that. I don't it. know why that came out. Um, so one of the things that I really, really struggled with is it's obviously like a really creative venture, right? Like it felt like from the outside, oh, that's such a creative job. But what I found is I was making the same stuff over and over again. There were these specific place cards that I used to make that were my best sellers. And they honestly, for a couple of years, just paid my rent. Like those place cards paid my rent. So I couldn't get rid of them because I was really reliant on them. But I was just so bored of making them. Like I really was just like, I cannot see another wood slice. I just cannot. <laughs> So it's very, that's very 2017 vibes, isn't it? it <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was part of me with the product side where I was just feeling like a production line. And for me, that just wasn't really what I was interested in. Like I, the, the stuff that I find really exciting is the beginning of project phase and coming up with ideas. And I actually loved 
creating content. It was actually one of my favorite parts of my job. Like I realized actually by the end or coming up towards the end, I was enjoying the marketing more than I was enjoying the making. And I was like, hmm, hang on. There's something, cause I spoke to other people who, who felt the complete opposite. And I was always surprised when people would say, oh, content, oh, boring. And I was like, I wish I had more time for content. That's my favorite bit. And weirdly, I found more creativity in that versus the wedding styling stuff because I think I just got myself into a little bit of a, I was doing the same, even the wedding styling jobs I was doing, you know, people see pictures of a, of a wedding that you've done and they want you to replicate that same thing. So I felt like actually, even though looking in, it seems super creative, I wasn't feeling as creative as I thought I could. And, and then I won't lie, literally the pandemic hit and it forced my decision. It really did speak. I might still be doing weddings now if that hadn't sped up that decision for me, even Amazing. though I was doing the two things at the same time. Yeah. It is really hard to turn your back on something like that though. Yeah, it's, I no, loved I can... it. I really did. It did feel like a real wrench. And I think part of it also is, and I wonder if this is where part of my sort of brand messaging conundrum is happening at the moment, is I do feel like a stylist at heart. And I think there is something else in me with either art direction or styling or even if it's like video content there's something else there that I think I haven't quite tapped into yet it's not wedding styling but it's there's something else in me but it's just working out what that is without burning out and adding loads of stuff to my plate <laughs> that's amazing no it really makes sense in some ways that you very much self-analyze yourself to the point that yeah these are the things that I really really enjoy about my business yeah. And this is the avenue that I'm going to go for. And literally, like you said, Sam, it's quite. Yeah, because there'll be takes, lots of there'll be lots of people to listening that. to this that you know, on the face of it, you would say are in creative industries and doing. Yeah. Like you said about the place cards, you get to a point sometimes when you're just recycling content for yeah. people. And we talked about it with Deb. I think talked about you know an illustrator doing stuff for Hallmark. Hallmark was it? Can't and. A, you know for a card company and yeah. it's like on the face of it you're like well you're, you're an illustrator you're being creative but actually all they're doing is asking you to design what they've already got in their mind you're not actually being that creative yeah um but i think the point i'm getting to is that to be able to then go hold on this isn't fulfilling me creatively it's it's just a cash cow and don't get me wrong i think sometimes there are times when we all need a bit of a cash cow in our lives like course, you have yeah. to have you got you got to pay the rent right but there comes a point when you go is that starting to damage your brand and your business in the long term because your time is just consumed by by that one task yeah totally. and, and i think it takes a lot of effort to to break away from that like yeah. like it does probably in the time when it, you step away from your day job to become a creative full-time like that takes a lot of risk but it also takes a lot of risk to work away from the bit that you've done yeah that's creatively paying your bills yeah yeah that's it yeah, there's always a bit of a jump to do and it's just timing the jump, you know, deciding when that is. And it's it's always, and I think there's a lot of, you know, holding onto your past, past identity and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think anywhere where it's just starting to feel like resentment is building up around a task, that's when I'm like, okay, I think I think it's time to yeah, I get that. switch things up. Okay, let's go on. I was just going just gonna to wrap up on that. And I think, I, I think of us as wedding photographers, I think I would... I don't feel like that as, as a wedding photographer. I, I still love it. But I think part of the reason I don't feel like that is because, and I'm, I'm sure I speak for both of us a little bit here, is because we don't go after the volume market anymore. Mm. I think if we were both charging £1,500 and doing <laughs> 45, 50, 60 weddings yeah. a year, I, I just feel 
drained and uninspired. Yeah. Yeah, but as you charge more and you can shoot less, you kind of go to weddings going, yeah, I've got a real buzz here. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. That's anyway, it. just a little thought. Moving on. Back to Pinterest. Um, when you were chatting at the beginning, I was thinking, oh, rephrasing it, should we repin pins? So p- pins from other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, okay, this is a hot topic because this advice has changed over the years. So it used to be back in like 2017, 2018, Pinterest vibes, the strategy was very much like you would pin some of your stuff, you would pin some of other people's stuff that was relevant to your target audience, and that would build up your Pinterest strategy, basically. Now, they, in 2020, I think it was, they brought in a rule called, I don't know if it's a rule, but a, a something called the fresh content rule. So basically, fresh content means a pin, an image, a video that Pinterest haven't seen before on the platform. So it doesn't have to be fresh to the internet, but it just has to be fresh to Pinterest. Yeah. So what constitutes a fresh pin versus a duplicate pin is a duplicate pin is basically a, a repin of someone else's pin. Or if you have, say sometimes people will have the same image and they'll just loop it automatically onto Pinterest over and over again. That used to be a very solid strategy. Now that they prioritize fresh content, it's not really that useful anymore. So really, really, it's, it's in your best interest and your benefit to create that content yeah. for your for your own pins. Yeah, really. exactly. And the thing is, whenever I say this, people are like, but no, I love repinning other people's stuff. <laughs> like I love pinning for myself. That's totally fine. You're not going to get chucked off Pinterest. Yeah. They're not going to boot you out. Because <laughs> obviously, yeah. like you say, the majority of people on Pinterest are actually users, not creators. And that's all they're doing. All they're doing is curating. I call it being a creator versus a curator. So most people on Pinterest aren't using Pinterest for business and they're they're not putting content on there. They're just saving stuff that inspires them. So really that's the primary focus of Pinterest in terms of like usability. That's what they want people to do. So it's not going to necessarily, they're not going to shut your account down for doing it. But if you want to be a creator rather than a curator and you want your content to be seen by more people and you want Pinterest to like recognize you as someone who's, you know, creating original content. As an authority, yeah. Exactly. You want to be focusing on fresh original content that you've created. Mainly, the main reason I say this is because it's not going to hurt you loads if you start repinning loads of people's content. But it's a bit of a waste of time, to yeah. be honest. It's not yeah. going to do much good for you. For me, I'm all about, like, how can we streamline this? It's a bit of a lazy approach. Yeah. That, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you Because know, I, mean, I, I think creating your own content is probably going to take a bit more effort. Totally. But the benefit of that is going to be much more profound. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is that I get why people do it because it used, it very much used to be a thing. Yeah, and that's I think, why I ask, simply yeah. because I, I just remember seeing people repinning loads of other people's work and I, and I kind of didn't get it but yeah I mean it it was the the kind of main reason why it was a thing in the past is because Pinterest used to be very much about volume mm. so it used to be that you had to pin you know like 10 to 20 people even doing like 30 to 50 pins a day to get found and the reason so because of that people were doing loads of repins to hit that you know amount of uh, re- relevance and, and consistency but then what happened basically is Pinterest got really stale. Like there yeah. was a year, a few years where it was like, oh, I've seen that image loads of times. You just saturate the market, don't yeah. you? Yeah, and actually it was in their best interest and actually in the user's best interest. And I think that this was one of their best decisions because it really has come on leaps and bounds as a platform in the last few years. And I think that if it had continued on that 
trajectory, that's a hard word to say, of being sort of the same content on loop. I always struggle with trajectory. That. Trajectory. With what? Trajectory gets me every time. Yeah. It's a but yeah, it would have just become this word. platform that just was like, you're just seeing the same stuff all the time. And who wants that? Like people are going to get bored. You need people to love the platform to get any use out of it as a marketer because... You know, if people are bored on the platform, they're not going to go there. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's the main thing. I just, I wouldn't want people to waste time doing that and expect it to power their whole strategy because it just won't. It's just a bit of a waste of time now. Amazing. We're saving the best to last. So, we've got Bob, Sally and Steve. And they're all knocking at your door <laughs> with different pain points within their business. So, Bob, for example, he wants to grow his traffic. Yeah. Sally wants to get more clients. Steve wants to build a mailing list. So Bob, how would you in some ways try to grow more traffic towards your website? Any sort of like tips that yes. you could give? Okay, so with website traffic on Pinterest, one of the things we need to remember is incentive. So why, why is someone clicking on your pin? And why are they clicking through to your website? So if you, it's like you were saying before about uh, it just pinning images from the blog post, that's not necessarily a bad strategy, but the problem is, is that if those images are just images, people might come across them, scroll past them and be like, oh, that's a nice image. They might save them to their boards as like inspiration. But if there's nothing else on the image to tell them that there's something else for them mm. on your website, there's no incentive to click through. So we want to remember to put that context on the pin image, not just in the description of the pin, because people don't read those really. Like when was the last time you read someone's Pinterest description? It just doesn't really happen. You tend to just look at the images. But so, that description still counts though for the search. SEO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. but it's not, people aren't really, it's like, I would say it's sort of good for the robots, not yeah. so good for the people. Um, so we wanna be looking at our images and thinking, okay, what can I put on this image to make someone in like feel the incentive to click through? Carrot and stick. Exactly. Yeah. So whether that is through text overlay, you can even just have, you know, a little fake button on there that says like shop now or read the blog post or it's just breadcrumbing them to to think like, OK, why? Why do I want to click on this image rather than just expecting them to like the image and then click through? That's the main thing with website traffic. That's amazing. Oh, I can see it already. <laughs> OK, Sally. Bob is happy. <laughs> Bob's happy. Sally. Sally wants to get more clients. She wants people to convert to her website or wherever it might be. So is Sally, I would assume this is like higher ticket vibes, like a higher price point. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that Sally would need to think, it's more of a long game. So think about the different ways that she is bringing in people into her customer journey basically so whether that is growing the email list uh or adding value through idea pins or blog posts or videos or podcasts it's thinking how as, there's a thing isn't it where they say show don't tell is that right like show showing showing what she offers rather than just assuming that people will just know yeah. <laughs> so yeah nurturing i would say Brand discovery, brand awareness through Pinterest, whether that's idea pins, getting people to follow, uh, static pins to blog posts or email lists, opt-in freebies. There's so much stuff you can do there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thinking about the long journey and like how you're bringing people in so that they won't just like scroll past and be like, 
oh bye that's it <laughs> that was okay. nice thanks yeah, bye nurturing them, as <laughs> yeah. you said yeah yeah it makes sense makes sense because it is in a if it is a high ticket you you very much want to be able to retain those people as long as possible so they can actually get to know you and then eventually invest so yeah oh yeah. you're clever <laughs> thanks steve <laughs> steve's the last one steve last up um building a mailing list any tips Yes. So building a mailing list, again, it's slightly similar to the like, why would someone click on this thing? It's incentive incentivizing. So I would say getting a few, even just one good lead magnet, opt-in freebie, whatever you want to call them, basically a free thing that someone can get some sort of value that they can get when they sign up to your email list. So having that and then finding as many different ways as possible to send people there through Pinterest. So whether that is explaining what that incentive is through an idea pin, you know, talking about, say it's like a downloadable checklist of like five things you need to know before your wedding or something like that. Say like breadcrumbing that, saying like, oh, I've got this thing. I used to have one for my wedding business actually called um, Wedding Planning 101. It was like a series that they could get. Uh, and I would just send pins to either the opt-in page or if you want to like really, really, you know, give someone some value to make sure that they actually care about what you're offering before you offer it to them, you can have a blog post that then talks about the freebie, you know. Uh, but yeah, it depends on how much you've already got like I think again you don't have to have a blog to get the most out of Pinterest it does really help but you can definitely do that kind of thing with other long-form content or idea pins but yeah having an incentive to the email list and then just sending people towards that incentive mm. that's good that's good good stuff <laughs> I'm like Bob is happy Sally's happy Made up. Steve's happy the pals doing well. Igor's happy Sam's Igor's happy, happy. Sam's happy. <laughs> right let's go <laughs> notebooks at the ready um, it, all, it all comes back it all comes back to one of the very first things that I said though it's like it feels very untapped still yeah yeah. still feels ma majorly unsupplied yeah undersupplied massively yeah it's just really misunderstood as a platform, I think. And I, it's people, it's so funny because it's not un misunderstood in terms of people using it. No, the so demand is there. So many people use it, yeah. yeah. But I think one of the main issues is that people think that other people use Pinterest like they use Pinterest. So I work with a lot of artists, for example, and a lot of artists use Pinterest for drawing references or, you know, colour samples. Yeah, so they think, well, why is someone going to buy art on Pinterest? Because I use it to look for inspiration for my art. But actually, that's such a tiny pool of people who are looking mm. at Pinterest for, you know, and you speak to someone else who doesn't have a business and they're like, oh no, I shop on Pinterest. Pinterest is my shopping platform. Yeah. And then sometimes creatives can't believe that because they're not using it to shop. They're using it for inspiration. So they think everyone is only using it for well, everyone does use it for inspiration in some way, but it's sometimes it's inspiration to buy or book or learn or educate themselves. It's not always inspiration to make something or do something for their business. And that's a hard thing to get your head around at first, I think. Yeah, I think you just got to reconfigure that approach, haven't yeah. you, a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> got a lot to do. We've got, got a lot, lot to, to do, do. <laughs> indeed. Um, we're nearing the end. Um, You've been doing this for quite a while in terms of Pinterest. Is there any sort of like common pain points that you see your clients coming to you for and how do you sort of like tackle that? 
Yeah, so I think patience is one of the hardest things and allowing Pinterest to stay on your to-do list and not get demoralized in the beginning, I think is one of the hardest things. There's loads of like best practices you can follow. There's loads of like, you know, keywords I think are often quite a hard thing. If you don't have any SEO experience, keywords can be really difficult sometimes to, you know, put yourself in the mind of a searcher and what would they search? That's probably one of the technically hardest things. But I think aside from that, it's just like staying on it and keeping going through the the hard beginning it's like trusting that it's going to work before it starts Mm. working i think that's one of the hardest things to do and yeah it's just it's just about having that patience and knowing that it's normal for it to take a while and also not getting demoralized if your monthly views go up and down throughout the year especially if you're in a seasonal business like weddings like you can expect those numbers the monthly views by the way is that number that's at the top of your profile it's like for some reason it's the number that pinterest puts loads of emphasis on but it's probably not the most important number um but it really will swing you know my wedding business used to go anywhere between 1.5 million monthly views to like 200,000 and then back up again it's like it it will it will fluctuate throughout the year and sometimes people will be like because they expect it to be linear they come to me and they're like Last last month I had fifty thousand views and now I've got twenty thousand. Yeah, or to constantly inc- be increasing, yeah, isn't and they it? They really freak out. It's like, no, what? I'm, I must be doing something wrong. Or they've changed the algorithm. It's like, no, no, no. It's just that people aren't you. You work. You've you've just had a Christmas season and it's now February. <laughs> like it's not. It's nothing to do with you. It's not your content. It's just seasonality in business and things have seasons that you would never expect to have seasons. But yeah, it's knowing that it's not going to be linear and knowing that it takes a bit of patience. I think that's the two big things yeah. i think one of the big things that i've taken away from you just you just talking about pinterest for this for this period of time is like just reframing your approach to it in terms of just thinking about how your consumers are going to use your content yes rather than just posting your photos like what what is that photo saying what value is it going to bring to your potential audience like the people that you want to convert to your business how can you you know we do it we do it with instagram all the time you know like we put content out that's there to you know inform or educate our audience well you've just got to repurpose that to to pinterest and really focus it around you know this is this is how this can this is how this content can educate or inspire you yeah um yeah i feel like i need to go and talk to courtney and merlin now (laughs) right now and start start coming up with a plan i think you should wrap it up yeah wrap it um so yeah we like to ask everybody that's been on the podcast uh, a question at the end which is if you could rewind the clock and you could visit 14-year-old Rachel, um, Rachel Waring. Um, <laughs> Waring. What would your What would your words of advice be to 14-year-old Rachel? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. I think, I think it's to do with self-trust and not trying to do everything at once. <laughs> so I think I've always had, one of my biggest things that I've always struggled with is I want to do everything all at once right now, like yesterday. And I kind of want, there's so many things that I want to do. And there's so many, I often feel really sort of like impatient and like, I can't, I can't physically have enough time to do all the things that I want to do. And sometimes in the past and probably now, that's meant that I will be frozen and just do nothing or sit in indecision and not trust myself on my decisions. So I think that if I could go back, I'd firstly give her a little pat on the head and be like, it's all right. (laughs) You can trust yourself and don't try and do too many things at once because therein lies burnout. (laughs) That's amazing. Amazing words. Brilliant. Thank you so, so much. Um, 
Yeah, both of our heads are exploding. I can see, I can see. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just looking at Sam and he's is, like... You know, this is... Keywords this are buzzing exactly. around in your head. You this, can see it. Do you, do you know that meme when you see all the numbers yeah, literally yeah, splash by? Like, That's Sam right now. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly why we started the podcast. This is exactly why we ask, you know, people like yourself to come on board and to, to share their story and, and journey and their experiences. Um, thank you for like being very honest and open with everything that you know and obviously i'm i'm sure i'm sure people will be shouting you out and um, yeah. and looking into your looking into your work further and obviously you do you know much deeper more expansive work on pinterest should people want to kind of reach out to you how, yeah. do, how do they do that yeah so i'm basically rachel emma wearing everywhere on instagram pinterest tiktok although i've been a bit quiet on there recently <laughs> uh, i've got an email list yeah so come and chat to me basically i yeah as you can tell love chatting about pinterest but also all other facets of creativity and marketing as well and when i work out that new umbrella i'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) any sort of content that you're putting out at the moment yeah so well my next big thing i'm actually transitioning i've just done a lot of pinterest work in q1 that pinterest has like been my sort of thing that i've been talking about a lot recently but i'm transitioning into talking about more visuals of business stuff so talking about video content uh being the art director of your own brand that's my next course that's coming out which is all about basically looking into your visuals of your business and selling visually um visually <laughs> i said that in a weird way um but yeah that's that i love doing that kind of stuff like really looking it's one of those into- episodes isn't it yeah it's just so Traje- many words trajectory you know, it's I have, like, all these words correlation in my head. they all come out at the same yeah, time yeah. and it's like well it's like word soup um yeah so yeah just I, I love love chatting about all things content basically content marketing all the creative fun stuff it's, it's my vibe and you're incredible at it and you oh, can you. you can tell the passion when you start um talking about specific things so thank you thank you for all the golden nuggets that you've given us and, and if you're listening shout the shit out of this one yes, yes shout the shit out yes, of it it's... or don't keep it secret <laughs> yeah, yeah. we might not publish it right Courtney Merler get the kettle on we've got, we've got stuff to work through oh thank you for having me see you fam we love you <laughs>
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.